Hello, hashtag Burst TV family, and welcome. Ooh, yes. Guess the breath. Guess the breath. It's week 244. I'm Aaron Mack, and today we actually have a very special guest for you all. I'm very excited about it, and you might even say the special guest is divine, if you will. But more of that, you have to stick around to the, for the whole show to find out, and it's like I was giving a... So the question is, hashtag verse TV question number one, two presses, and that is, have you ever lived in another country? That is such a simple question, you guys. You know what's so crazy? I will tell this story very quickly. Very quickly. I loved everybody. I will say that um, when we make, anyway. There was an election that while everybody else was like, if this person gets into office, and they did, if this person gets into office, I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Canada. And I was like, well, if this person gets into office, I'm not going to say I'm going to move to Canada, but I'm going to move to Kenya. And I thought that I, I even started learning Kiswahili as a result. Nina Pahamu Kiswahili, Kidogo, Kidogo Sana, but a, a little bit. Anyway, I thought for real that I was going to go there. But, you know, just like everybody, <laughs> just like everybody who says, I'm moving to Canada, I, and, and they don't, and they just stay here, I, I didn't, and I just stay. You know, I've had a passport since 2017, and I have not used it once yet, yet. You know, it lasts 10 years, and it is what it is. So I intend to use it in the future. You know, America's got one of the one of the world's most powerful passports. So we got to use it, and I'll assume. Anyway, but yes, so that and... My song this week, my older-ish song, is none other than Gautier featuring Kimbra. The song, Somebody That I Used to Know, from January 1st, 2011. So at that time, I was actually 27 years old, and I... Remember, the dude that I dated actually liked that song. I did not like it at first, but it did grow on me. It was played a lot, and I remember one time me and this guy, we went out, and I was coming out of the closet has been quite a process for me, quite a journey. And um, even at 27, I, I was still in. <laughs> inside. I love that. I, I love that Monica song. 
anyway, but yes, I was still inside and we went out somewhere in like Georgetown in DC because at the time I was living in DC. And uh, I, I remember we were connecting and we came across some photo that somebody had like a picture of a drawn heart on a piece of paper and um i took video of him holding that heart with the piece of paper but i didn't show his face i only showed his big black hand let me stop but um i didn't show his face because i was too in the closet because i was too inside but i did show the photo of his hand holding that heart representing holding my heart because at the time we were together anyway. But yes, he liked that song and that song had to grow on me. And now I absolutely love it. I do. And especially when Kimbra, the one, oh, Gautier is a 1980 baby. Kimbra is a 1990 baby, which was interesting. And I loved her when she sang and I wouldn't cut you home up on somebody that you used to know. Anyway, but yes. So I, I know that. 244. Hashtag inherently political. At surface level podcast. Hashtag Burke TV 244A. I tried to pull interesting quotes from things you've said. Mm -hmm. um, now here, here's, whoo, here's something. Every time I bat an eyelash, it's a political act. Yeah, it is. You know, because anytime anybody does what their dream is or do what's in their heart, that's the most political thing you can do. You know, I can't change the world, but I can change myself, and I can influence the world by what I do. You know, so it's the most political thing you could do is when you do your own thing. Okay, it's true. It's very true. It's the most powerful thing too. You know, because when you're in drag, when you become the image of your own imagination, it's the most powerful thing you could ever do, you know, because ain't no stopping you. You know, in my mind's eye, I've always been a superstar. In reference to the RuPaul scene, I remember my mom used to say how RuPaul, and this was back in the 90s, right? She used to say that RuPaul does a good job with drag because women were not, it wasn't as prevalent as it might be today to have people so anti-drag, anti-trans. And my mom was like, yeah, you know, uh, RuPaul does a good job with drag and I think that also comes down to the fact that she spent her early adulthood in New York City. She moved from the Deep South to New York City and just the openness, I guess, around New York City just inspired her to be open significantly as well. So I'm blessed to have grown up with such a mother. I, I'm grateful for that. My mom has since passed away, but I also wanted to say that 
FYI, and I, I didn't realize this, RuPaul is a 1960 baby, and he's six foot four. And his husband, yes, his husband, all right, husbands, yes, his husband is six foot seven. And like I was saying, media sort of teaches people to be anti whatever they're anti because an interesting thing the very first guy who success man who successfully transitioned to being a woman was a this was back in the years ago like in the 50s or something like that and the newspapers spoke about his he, he was former military and spoke about his transition to being a woman, F2M, no, M2F. And they were like, this person, he went from being a soldier in the army to now he is a, she is a beautiful woman, absolutely beautiful. And it's interesting how those were, that was how media spoke of it back then, but it seems like now media has learned to be like, we hate trans. Don't you hate trans? Come on. And be sure to watch our show and pay attention to the ads we show. Wink, wink. Because the more people who view, the more ads. Anyway, the, the more you're able to sell your ads for. I used to work in uh, media sales, so I know how that game goes. I truly on many levels know how that game goes but yes so ultimately my mom says that you should always live your reality and live your reality lovingly lovingly live yourself be who you are yes all right and other family members also suggested, put it in, uh, live your truth. So that's also important. Anyway, comment, comment, comments. Yes, comment is coming from George Adventures. And what he said to this was, his comment, the older I get, the more I appreciate RuPaul and our drag queen warriors. We all are born naked and the rest is drag. Love and live your truth, period. Yes, love and live your truth. We're all born naked and the rest is drag. Like right now, I'm wearing my uh, blue robe drag, okay? Anyway, all right. So, share, subscribe, share again, and please click like as well. Hashtag self-care at Blair Imani. Hashtag Bird TV 244B. Oh, hey, I didn't know you were coming. I thought you were staying home this weekend to rest. Yeah, but then my roommate invited me out, and I didn't want to rock the boat. It's okay to prioritize your own needs. <laughs>
it, it is. Repeatedly prioritizing other people's wants and needs at your own expense isn't being considerate. It's people pleasing. But don't worry, I'm not mad and it's not your fault. We're gonna get smarter and check in about it together. People pleasing isn't a formal diagnosis like generalized anxiety disorder or ADHD. It's a set of behaviors. The term was likely coined by pioneering family therapist Virginia Tech. Many researchers believe that people pleasing is a behavioral response to trauma. People pleasers often define their self-worth based on whether or not they believe people like them, define their value based on their utility as people's lives, and have a deep-seated need to be approved. The signs of people pleasing may include difficulty establishing and maintaining boundaries, low self-esteem and self-worth, and fears of disappointing others, rejection, or inconsistent efforts. Many oppressive forces within society encourage people-pleasing behavior. It's not as simple as telling someone to stop being a people pleaser. Healing takes work. Digging into the research and determining the internal and external factors that might be affecting your favorite behavior. Smarter and second. All right, smarter and seconds. Now it's interesting because when she explained how it's tied to trauma, I'm like, uh you know, I, I I had a very good childhood, and I am grateful very much. And I love my family very much. Hmm. You know? With that being said, I will say, and this is part of the reason I really wanted to talk about this, and I can go for up to three, six minutes. Ah, because it's just me. I I used to very much be a people pleaser. And I remember there would be times pre-MS, and this is part of the reason I really want to stress this to people, like to show. So you don't have to go down that same rough road because... I remember there would be times that, that I would be out like driving around and doing a million things like trying to please people, people pleasing to because you know part of low self-esteem, she did mention that I I don't like that's what it was. I I have better self-esteem now, but what it was before And I literally would run myself ragged, and I would be like, okay, it's okay. I, I, I'll get rest this weekend. It's okay. I can just get rest this weekend. That's okay. You know? And this weekend would come up, and I wouldn't rest because the weekend is time to do other things easier. So I'd, I'd do more things, and I'd be like, well, I can go to bed on time. Well, I, I mean, or I can go to bed close to on time. Or, well, uh, I mean, the bed exists, doesn't it? You know, and being on that path led me to my MS diagnosis. And it is actual and factual, actual and factual that running yourself ragged like that and perhaps other, well, not perhaps other things, but absolutely other things. But running yourself ragged like that is a very easy way to slide into an MS diagnosis. So I really wanted to speak to this because it's it's real. It's real. 
And when I, I, I remember a natural healer that, that I went to in 2013, he explained that often, not always, but often, people who have been diagnosed with MS do exactly that people-pleasing thing and run themselves ragged, trying to be everything to everybody. So, so, so I can have a friend, please be my friend, you know? And so I can have a real friend, please. It's funny how like every single show I'm like, I almost made myself cry, but I, I was really there. And feeling like I had to, genuine friends are there for, and I'll mention this in the uh, comments that people gave after, but, um. Self-love and growth were my key to learning how to not be that way. And it can and should be for you too. Grow your self-love. I love myself. I do. Hallelujah. It was a long, it was a long journey. It was a long journey but I truly love myself and the skin that I am in. And I think that's, that's what RuPaul was speaking to. And getting this MS diagnosis in my 20s was a wake-up call, a hard wake-up call. Oh, my. Mm, hard wake-up call. But we can overcome. We can and I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. It's not too late. There are those who would tell me it's too late and I need to give up, but I'm not giving up. No. Mm -mm. Nope. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep the self-love. I actually have a, uh, for my bank or, or whatever, I put a little bit aside for uh an account that i call um self-care and, and that that's where i put my self-care uh, money you know and it's important to care and love yourself appreciate yourself you are important for you what time is it oh my gosh <laughs> we're anyway but yeah you don't want to go down the MS route, road, or you don't want to go down the road of any other autoimmune disease. No, don't do that. Love yourself. Love yourself. Like Phyllis Hyman said, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I love Phyllis Hyman. Yes, I do. But in her song that I love, um, She says, go for the press ring, all of life's best things. 
I'm here for the prime of my life. Prime of my life. Yes. I'm in the prime of my life. Yes, I'm 40. I am 40. But I'm in the prime of my life. And yes, prime of my life. Anyway, so the comments were, it actually got a response. The initial comment was from at just too sour. And just too sour said, you'll see how fast certain people disappear the moment you put yourself first. Yes. And Blair Imani herself responded to that one. And she said, with a swiftness in 2023, moved with the, quote, I'm not here for exploitation, end quote, energy. And had folks leaping out of my life like bullfrogs dodging a lightning strike. <sighs> yes. Yeah. But you know what? Those people who hopped out of your life like bullfrogs dodging a, a lightning strike, those were people that you didn't need to worry about people pleasing anyway because they weren't true. And that reminds me of my mom. She told me that before I was born, because technically in the 80s, my mom being almost 30, she was 29. That was uh, late, I guess, for having kids on average. And um, most people were having them much sooner. And my mom would often buy gifts for those kids and all of that stuff. And she was so friendly and sh she would buy the gifts for the parents who to help the kids and when i was born she no longer had that kind of money because she was a parent she and my dad my she and okay wow this is a lot but um my dad and my mom split when i was born they were married for about 4 years from 79 to 83, and I was born in 83, and they were still married, but they separated when I was born. And I, I anyway, but yeah, all of that to say, my mom would stop giving out all of those gifts to her friends once I was born. And she said, just like Blair Imani was like, with a swiftness, they leapt out of my life like bullfrogs dog dodging a lightning strike. Yes. So, all right. I love and miss my mommy. I do. She was a diva. I, I, I always say, like, when gay kids have a diva for a mom, it's like, that's just a, a perfect lucky combination. Anyway, just co coincidental. Anyway, so for this next topic, I, I, I feel like a magician. For my next trick, for the next topic, our special, special friend will be here like magic when the topic ends. But in the meantime, 
share, subscribe, share again, and like. Don't forget to click like. Please click like on the videos. That stuff like that helps the algorithms. Algorithm. Algo. Anyway. All right. And she, the person, will speak first when in response to the video. And we'll do two sets of three minutes. And we'll do, we'll go. We'll go. We'll, we'll feel it. It's going to be wonderful. All right. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mag. Kevin, aka Basic Complex to Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. Reset. Two four four. Reset.